Welcome to Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Hi, I'm Al Yankee. And I'm Reverend Jeannie Kataoka. Join with us for a deep dive into the inspiration and meaning behind the music of New Thought. As important New Thought artists share the stories of their creative process and their spiritual journey. Real Conversations is a rare opportunity to take a look behind the curtain to discover the connections between the stories, the music, the artists, and you. So let's dive right in to Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Hello, thank you for joining us. This is Jeannie Kataoka. I'm with my co-host, Al Yankee, and we're so excited today to have Denise Rosier, We've been wanting to get her for a couple of years now, and we finally snagged her, and we couldn't be happier. So welcome, Denise. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I'm glad that you guys are doing this. And, uh, you know, I know that Al in particular has always done things that are super supportive of New Thought music and musicians. So here's just another one of those things that he's doing. So it's great to be here to share with you. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, uh, may I introduce Denise to anybody who doesn't already know her, which maybe is nobody listening to this, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so just a little bio. Uh, Denise uh, Rosier is best known for writing and performing music for New Thought spiritual communities, no surprise there, but also for other open and affirming church denominations. Her inspirational albums, One Heart Every Day and Heart of Praise Volume 1, contains songs that have been recognized with six Posse Music Awards. I looked it up. That's the most Posse Awards for any non-collaborative songwriter, that songwriter who does it all themselves. Moreover, Denise is the first New Thought artist to successfully cross over to the larger inspirational music audience, receiving nominations for Best Contemporary Christian slash Gospel Album at the Independent Music Awards in both 2016 and 2019. She also uses her creative energies in service to others. She's a longtime member of the Songs of Love Foundation, an organization of songwriters who write original songs for children who are terminally ill or have special needs. To date, Denise has written and performed songs for over 300 such children. Denise lives in Colorado Springs, Colorado, with her partner, Christy Dweck, in a beautiful home they purchased very publicly on the HTV series House Hunters, we're so thrilled to have her here to join us on Real Conversations. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Al. So let's go ahead and get this party started. Um, the first song we're going to talk about is Spirit in This Place from the One Heart album that was in 2013. And the reason I chose this, Denise, was because we sing this all the time at my CSL at Riverside CSL in California. So how did you come to write this? You know, um, when I started writing for New Thought, um, I really, I, I come from a traditional Christian background. So I was, you know, I started out, I guess, like a lot of singers, I was in choirs and um, worship bands and, and all that, and um, just really enjoyed that kind of congregational singing. Um, but when I, you know, when I started to, I guess, divert from my own 
roots and found new thought. I really wanted to create songs that were sacred and, um, you know, inspirational for this new philosophy. Because what I was hearing was a lot of songs that were Christian songs that I recognized from the past that had their lyrics tweaked, or I heard a lot of positive radio songs that were being sung in church. And there seemed to be this piece that was missing for me as a newcomer to New Thought that was um, a sacred, inspirational Sunday morning kind of music. And so because I wasn't familiar at the time with any of the other artists, I and me being a writer, I thought, well, I'm going to write some songs. I'm going to write songs that I want to sing and uh, songs that will hopefully create this Sunday morning experience for this amazing new community that I had discovered. And so Spirit is in This Place was the very first one that I wrote. Wow. That's fascinating. So, well, let's give a listen to Spirit is in This Place.
you had me singing along again, just just like on Sunday. So, <laughs> so it's my turn. We 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 do kind of a tag team thing here on these on these tunes. Um, and actually, uh, our process is that I email Jeannie and say, I, she's, you know, I'm polite. I'm a gentleman. I say, Jeannie, you, you pick first and I'll pick second. <laughs> and I was so glad that she didn't pick this song, uh, this next song, which is I Know God, off that mm -hmm. same album, your first album, One Heart. We could have negotiated. Well, I might have. I might have approached you. I might have had to buy you, a, you know, a, a veggie pizza or something. <laughs> The um, latte, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, because this is uh, this is the reason. This song is the reason that I called you to come to uh, so many years ago to come to the join us at the New Thought Music mm -hmm. Festival. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna tell you why after we listen to it. So let's give it a listen, and then I'll get verbose on you. Okay, <laughs> and he can do that. <laughs> I, and I will. Here we go. I Know God, from One Heart, Denise Rosier. I am one, simple and plain No superpowers, no famous name But I stand Something greater has come alive inside of me
Denise, Denise. What can I, can, I, can, can I ask you, um, did this come shortly after Spirit is in this place when you were writing? Yeah, I, um, it, it did. It was the first, actually the first ballad that I wrote, certainly, um, when I decided to, I wasn't even sure at the time that I was going to come out with an album. I was just writing songs. I was just writing material at the time for me to sing at church. Before I started playing music full time, of course, I had a, a job, a day job, and I was a software developer for 20, 20 some odd years. <laughs> but I remember, um, you know, I knew a Sunday was coming up. And for me, songs are just very true to what I'm feeling inside. So songs, the songs that I write really do come from the inside out. They're just kind of these messages or conversations with between me and God. I remember at the time, Bono was doing a lot of stuff out in the world, and uh, the Kardashians were being profiled for things that they were doing out in the world. And I thought, gosh, you know, really, we don't need to, to be celebrities or elected officials or, or anything um, to, in order to forward love and peace and goodness. Um, it's really just something that is born in us and comes out of us because of this amazing relationship that we have with God. And so, you know, we do it all the time, right? We're teachers, or um, we can do it in the office, or we can do it um, just around the kitchen table, we can spread this amazing love that we have inside of us. And that's kind of where I know God came from. And I, it's funny, I remember there's this part I can't remember a lot of things, but I seem to remember exactly where I was when a when I was writing a particular song and I was sitting at my sitting in my cubicle just writing down all of the lyrics. Um they just kind of flowed just continuously as opposed to when I write some other songs and it seems like they can take forever. And then I remember the melody. I remember going home and sitting at my keyboard and I was waiting for my dinner to be microwaved. And at some point, it's just all of the melody just came to me as I was reading through the lyrics. So I know God was a really easy one to write. And I think it's just because it was something that was so personal to me. So I was really happy to hear that other people really resonated with it with it too, especially since it was such an early new thought song for me. I really want to talk to you about that melody because it it is a, it's powerful and poignant. So I'm going to geek out here for a minute, get, okay. do, do my music geek <laughs> thing, if you'll forgive okay. me for that. You are so careful about the setting of the text in this particular song. There's lots of word painting in there. Like the most, I think maybe the most obvious one for people who don't know what word painting is. It's when the the melody and the lyrics reinforce each other. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the most obvious one is when you say deep in my soul and you go deep into your low register to say mm -hmm. it, to <laughs> sing it. But one thing in particular in this song is that I, that is so powerful is that you don't shy away from dissonance in your melody in the, in the chorus where you sing what you, what you just referred to. So amazing it takes my breath away when it occurs to me. Mm -hmm. The those so amazing, you know. Usually that's a triumphant thing, but you sing it on a very dissonant note. And I actually remember um, 
when we performed it, the drummer that was um, when we were behind you, the drummer is also composer and, mm -hmm. and conductor. And, and he heard you sing that the first time and he shot me a look that I just, because <laughs> he recognized that, you know, it was amazing, but it was also tied up with some pain. You know, it was also mm -hmm. tied up with some conflict of some kind. And, and, and when I hear it, I'll just tell you every time, from the first time to when I was listening to it yesterday to prepare to talk to you, it, I actually, my chest contracts. Hmm. It takes my breath away and it literally takes my breath away. But what you do after that in a world where so many feel, you know, it starts to, it starts to get more constant mm -hmm. in a world where so many feel lost. And then on mm -hmm. that word lost, you go to a suspension, you go to the, actually the four for the music geeks out there. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> And that, you know, it, is, it feels a little lost, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, and then you finally get to the payoff of, I know God, but you don't go to the tonic, you go to the fifth, which is the most open interval. And it just opens up. And I, I actually take a breath. When I that. <laughs> Gosh, that is so cool. I, <laughs> well, you did it. I'm just telling you what happens. You know, and I'll tell you why it's so cool for me, because um, anytime I talk to someone who is very musically literate, it's it teaches me so much. And I just sit there in awe to listen to you describe oh. all of these things that, you know, that I don't necessarily I'm not necessarily conscious of. I think that I, I think that when I'm writing, I've been very lucky to just know what I want to sing and just know how I want it to sound. And I may not even know all of the vocabulary behind it. And so whenever I talk to, uh, you know, someone like you, Al, who's actually able to explain it to me it's just fantastic i just sit there like you taught you say you're geeking out but i'm actually the one geeking out <laughs> listening, to you. <laughs> listening to you explain my songs to me it's just it's really wonderful well you know you don't have to have that vocabulary to feel it mm -hmm. uh and i know and i know that it resonates with audiences i actually um I listened to the recording and then I went and watched the video again from the performance at the festival. Mm. Because one thing, one more thing that you do in this song is, uh, you know, uh, it, it repeats and it builds as any good, good arrangement does. And then right almost to the end, you, you go up a little higher in your register and you say, I know God, and you end on the tonic finally. Mm -hmm. And the audience reacts. You know, that's the point where you get, yeah, from the audience, you know, <laughs> because they feel they, they don't know. They don't know fifth from sixth right, or, exactly. or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. but they, they, they feel that you have come home at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, you know, and I'm like, oh, let me, let me stop you for oh, a sure, second. Sure. Sorry. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm in my geek mode. Yes. Um, <laughs> he warned you. <laughs> yeah. Just one more thing because you don't leave it there. Because then you come back one more time just to say, I know God, and you go again to the fifth, which leaves it just open. It's just, it's just like somebody opened the windows and all the air just came in, you know, mm -hmm. it's just gorgeous. Well, thank like, you. You know, it just is. 
I appreciate that so much. And, and, you know, I know God is even after, you know, five albums later, I know God is still one of my favorite songs and one of my favorite, my personal favorites to sing. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's so interesting. Any person who just has a, a very deep musical background and education, they always pick out that line. It takes my breath away. And the melody behind that. And that was the melody that I landed when my when the microwave went off, when I was <laughs> waiting for my dinner. And I went, I remember singing it, I was playing it, and I sang that melody, you know, into my into my um my cell phone. And I was like, Yeah, that's that's what I want to sing. And then I went and ate my spare ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Good work. Thank you. Thank you. I really, I mean, I really do appreciate that. It's so, I think that, you know, as a singer, it's just, I think with everyone, you know, whether you play an instrument or whatever, you, you know what you want to hear. And for a long time, I remember when I first started writing, it was the thing that was so frustrating for me as a beginner was I couldn't write what I wanted to hear. And or what I wanted to sing. I knew I knew in my head what I wanted. I just didn't have the skills yet to get there. And so it really is that was when people ask me, you know, how did you know um, when you were finally able to write a, a good song or a song? And that was it that when I finally was able to write songs that I as a singer would want to sing. That's how I knew I I had kind of um, closed that loop between singing and, and songwriting. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> um, the The next song we're going to listen to, um, I guess we'll talk about it first, uh, is God Within Me. And what strikes me about this, Denise, is that it is so in line with uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith's uh, Four Stages of Consciousness, I believe they're hmm. called the idea of to me, by me, through me, as me. And of course, this is God within me is, is as me that, that, uh, that's what, that's what we, you know, it, we would all love to live in that, that level of consciousness all the time, but it's kind of like after enlightenment, the laundry, uh, and you know, something will trip us up and then we'll, we'll go back to victim, the victim mode that things are happening to me. And then maybe we'll be able to manifest a parking place and that's mm. by me, <laughs> you know, we go, we go through all of these and it's kind of up and down and up and down. So mm. I was wondering, did you have, was that in, in your mind when, when this came about or was it just, was it by accident or on purpose? You know, um, God Within Me, that song actually came as a result of an, an exercise. And I was sitting at my desk at work one day, and I was looking for podcasts to listen to, just to know more about, you know, New Thought. And, and the way that I discovered New Thought was, after I had kind of left traditional Christianity, where I realized that it wasn't re really philosophically and spiritually resonating with me anymore. I had decided that God and I were just going to go our own way. And I had these very, you know, I just, I, I thought, okay, well, <clears throat> traditional religion isn't going to work for me, but I know that, that God is very real 
um, in a very real part of my life. And so I just need to believe it the way I believe it. And that's okay. And then one day somebody invited me to come to a brand new CSL that was opening. And it had like, I don't know, 10 people in it. It was um, Living Beyond Limits in Lakewood, California. It was oh. their very first Sunday. My old stomping ground, yeah. And I couldn't believe it after I got in there. Again, still, I thought these were 10 people who who felt spiritually the same way I did and believed the same thing that I did. And I thought they were the only 10 people. And so I thought, <laughs> I thought, wow, how cool is this that these people get together every week to talk about this? And then I started to research a little more and learn more about new thought, uh, religious science and, and unity. And I was I thought, wow, I can't believe it. Where have these people been my whole life? And so as I was wanting to learn more and I was listening to podcasts at work, um, I stumbled upon, it was a unity in Hawaii and the, the minister there was uh, sky St. John. I was listening to him and at some point he started to do these affirmations and he said, you know, repeat this after me. I love with the heart of God within me. And then I was like, Wow, that is super cool. So I wrote that down. And then I just kept writing all of these affirmations in a list. And, uh, you know, I sing with the voice of God within me, I, you know, and just on and on and on and on. And I'm, and then I took out my favorite, I don't know, 12 of those. And then that became God within me. And I just I took it home and I started to put together a melody around that. And what I, what I really like about God within me is any spiritual community can sing it. Any person can sing it because I am certainly not going to be the one to tell you who or what God is or how you should believe or feel about God. I have, I have learned enough and experienced enough to know that that is a super personal thing and it's a powerful thing. So this song, what I love about the chorus, everything praises God within me. And so it's either going to be, depending on where you come from, right? Everything praises the God within me or everything within me praises God. Mm -hmm. It can be either way. And I'm not going to tell you how you need to sing it or how you need to feel about it. Right. Uh, so that's what I have really loved about God within me. And I learned so much about these uh, really neat affirmations um, that we can, these truths that we can say about ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. how God within me came about. All that right. one little affirmation from <laughs> Sky St. John. Hey, you know, uh, Oak trees grow from little acorns. <laughs> so let's let's listen to this this oak tree that Denise uh, has grown. God within me. Within me, I sing with the voice of God within me. 
to go on to a, an entirely different kind of song this one is called is called open up it's from your next album the 2016 album every day and let's do the reverse order on this one let's listen to it first okay so here's uh, denise rosier open up when Seems too hard to take Every turn Feels like a big mistake It makes you wanna close your eyes and hide Trust yourself Even if you're scared Don't give up Don't give in to fear All the strength you seek You'll find inside
So that's an entirely different kind of song than uh, than what we've been listening to up to this point. Um, but it does show, uh, even uh, in, in this in the you know different setting, that careful text setting I was talking about earlier. That uh, early on, you've got you've got the words "scared" and "fear," and you place those again on that on on that four on that suspension. That's just really artfully done. You just you know, are you sure nobody ever told you how to do that? Uh, are you, is, is that coming straight from the? <laughs> well, gut? I'll tell you, I um, I I do know about you know melody and um, you know just quarterly how to how to put the songs and the progressions along but i think that what i choose to sing against them are just something that i that naturally flow and i do like i, I do like suspended chords a lot so you'll hear that i think a lot in especially with my background vocals um there are and i have a, a great friend brian holly who uh does backgrounds with me and he finds just the most, I don't think there's any note or chord that he doesn't know or can't sing, but so he will bring a lot of jazz chords into, into our background vocals and, and stuff. So, well, and you know, in, in your, in your recordings, it does seem like, uh, the background vocals get more, um, you know, complex and interesting, mm -hmm. uh, as, as, as you go on. You know, I'm I'm reminded of the Carpenters, actually. Yeah, uh, you know, we I love the Carpenters. I love the Carpenters' uh, background vocals. I I really love, um, you know, just music from the '70s and how all of those arrangements and the the background vocals were laid out. So when Brian and I work together, we just kind of channel our Carpenters and Beach Boys, and you know. Um, sometimes some of that Chicago kind of a thing. And so, yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> we do, we do bring that in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, just wonderful. Um, and of course, uh, uh, when you sing open up, uh, you, you, op you is open up to the highest yeah. pitch in the, in the thing. So that's perfect. And, you know, I'm sure people get goosebumps and, and other physical reactions, you know, uh, which is just great. Uh, and then the other hook in there, um, kind of a more subtle one, uh, which is the uh, you are. Mm -hmm. uh, and then sometimes, uh, you know, you are, uh, and many times you just leave it open. A, a few times you, you finish, you finish the thought you are more than you are. I think that, is that right? Mm, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, but but several times you just leave it open for the listener to to fill in to fill it in. That's right. Yeah, and that's 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 so great. It's it's so hard sometimes to not fill in every crack. You know. <laughs> yeah. Was was there any um, anything that prompted you to write this particular song? Well, that song was really fun to write because it is you know because it's an up tempo. There is a a place to make it pretty hooky. And so um, I, you know, I had a lot of fun doing that. And that song was another one that was pretty quick to write. It was almost called You Are More Than You Are, but then I, I realized that Open Up was just a much better, a much better title. And what I liked about it is originally when I was playing around with the, with this song, I could hear my daughter and her friends down the hall and I really wanted to write something that was 
to speak to them, you know, to be, I could hear their laughter and all of their crazy ideas. And it was so fresh and so lovely. And I never wanted them to lose that or to become self-conscious. But what's interesting is with the One Heart album and with Every Day, both of those albums were written before I came out. And so when I listen back through these songs and these messages, um, you know, each album seems to be this, this journal um, of how my life has progressed over the years. And I realized that not only do I write songs with messages that I, I really want to convey to other people. I really, things that I really want them to know or connect with. But I realized that sometimes in those songs, God has left a little post-it notes for me and I can listen back to them and go, Oh man, you know, back when my life was so, um, it was just so, restricted and and I was so careful about who knew what and who was privy to some of the very personal details of my life. I think that you can only, the lesson for me is you can only do that for so long. And then your life is just going to let itself out in ways, in any way that it can. And so with Open Up, there's a line in there, speak your mind, make a statement, don't hide yourself out in the open. And I realized, you know, it was like when I hear don't don't hide yourself out in the open or in one heart, there's a song called Spirit in Me. And there's a line in there, spirit in me, live out in the open, um, shine from my life like the sun. And all I, I realized that I was just wanting so bad for my life to be out in the open and couldn't figure out how to do that. And so it was just bleeding out into my music. Uh, so that was, so Open Up, you know, it was just, a, it's a very interesting song for me personally to listen to because one, I really enjoyed writing it. I had a lot of fun working that song and I really meant it for Madeline and her friends, but there's so much of me and my own spirit that just poured out into it that I couldn't really see at the time until I listened to it, you know, in hindsight. And so when I won a positive music award for that song, it was very meaningful. And when I look back at that award and go, gosh, you know, all of these things that went into that song resonated with, with other people too. Well, that's powerful. I, you know, <laughs> dang. <laughs> yeah, uh, the 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 old tome uh, kept going through my head as you were talking of physician, heal thyself. Mm -hmm. You know, and we are physicians; we are healers. You know, mm -hmm. uh, but many times it's because we share our own processes. Uh, you know, and other and other folks identify with it. Yeah, or yeah. See themselves in it. And you know, when I um when I hear the the launch into the chorus of open up, it was just I I used to think of it as kind of this exhale because the the verse melody is just so packed full of of rhythm, you know, and and words. And then finally there's just this open up, like, oh my gosh, let me just gasp for some air. But I it 
now when I listen to it, it's like, it's almost like there was this part of me that was just screaming, open up. You know, it probably uh, was. And it was. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You did, you did say that, you know, we, uh, I can't remember exactly what you said, but it, it was some something about you know we we move and, and we change, um, and and grow, mm-hmm. and unfortunately sometimes people don't, you know. So that's mm-hmm. why a song like this, in its superficial way, it's you know it's just ecstatic, mm-hmm. you know, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. But when you can when when it can someone can find that deeper message in there that for that resonates for them personally. Um, uh, you've done a service to the world. Thank you. Well, I think all of that is a, a wonderful segue into the next song we're going to talk about is Hallelujah Today. And when I, the first time I listened to it, I, I just, <clears throat> it lifted me up and I went, I should, I should listen to this till I know it by heart and I can sing it because <laughs> it will remind me of any time. It was the best day ever. And then, <laughs> then I got to thinking about, okay, what would make the best day ever? And one of the first things I thought was, well, to find out that the person that you've fallen in love with loves you hmm. and how, how, oh my gosh. Or um, I know one time uh, this, uh, I quit a job and as soon as I walked out the door, I was like, yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> I was really glad that I, I wasn't going to be um suppressed compressed mm-hmm. and I, I was just I didn't even think about yeah but you've got to find another one <laughs> so it was you know I was thinking back to all the times that I had a, a really great day you know when my kids were born uh, mm-hmm. you know Mike and I decided my husband and I decided to get married so mm-hmm. I just I just thought oh this is such an awesome song so how did you come to write this one well this song um the story behind it is I have never been a sporty person and I really wanted to do something that was sporty. And so I decided I was going to run a 5k and I didn't, I was, <laughs> I didn't. And I was so, I was like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to prepare for this, this run? And so I talked to some friends of mine, two of my friends have run marathons. And so I said, you know, Stephen, I, I need to, prepare for this 5k. What am I supposed to do to be able to run that far? And he looked at me and the first thing he said was, Oh my God, it's three miles. So get over yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, he runs like, what is it? 26 miles or something in a marathon. Yeah. And so he said this, he said, listen, he goes, here's what, here's what runners know. He said, feel your feet. Don't think about how far you've come or how far you have to go, just feel your feet and pay attention to where you're at. And the first thing I thought was, as soon as I leave you, Stephen, I'm going to go write this song because that's really good. (laughs) And then, um, and then I, I did take that advice and sure enough, I ran that whole 5k. I ran it. I mean, it took me a long time, you know, and I didn't run really fast, but I ran it. And I realized, you know, if you just feel your feet and you don't think about how much time 
you've put into this job and how much longer is it going to be until I can quit and, and do my, my, whatever my dream is, or how much longer do I have to wait for this or that? Just appreciate where you are. You will be able to go longer and farther and finish than you, than you realize. And so that's where that song came from. But Jeannie, what is so neat about what you said is when you were talking about the person who you discover loves you, the thing about the everyday album is I was midway through the album and I met who is now my wife, Christy. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was falling more and more in love with her. And I was midway through this album and I had put it on the shelf. I didn't know when I was going to actually release it because my life was in turmoil at that time. And, um, and as I would just kind of write a song here and there. And what I realized was how much love was in this album. There are so many songs in there. Beloved one, um, I couldn't love you more. Uh, what did you say? Hallelujah today. There's so much love that eventually as with each song that I completed for this album more and more, it was actually becoming this album of themes of love. And I called it every day because it is, you know, every day when you, when you put the word together every day, it's just, it means casual. It means every day, mm -hmm. as opposed to when you separate the words where it means, you know, each consecutive day. Mm -hmm. And so I, the, the songs um, throughout the album describe everyday goodness that finds us every day. And so, um, you know, so Hallelujah Today, it is just this triumphant song. of, And it's so interesting. I love to hear what people apply it to, because for me, it really was born out of just trying to do something sporty and proving to myself that I could do it. But, um, you know, people will write to me or, um, you know, just kind of send me a message here and there about what they use that song for. And so... Uh, that's another one where I love that people have resonated with that. It has resonated with people. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And let's listen to hallelujah today. Running till my bones are aching, pushing past the point of breaking but I will make it, that's who I am It's not this race, but how I'm running Not who I was, who I'm becoming Steady on, I'll finish strong On this path Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah i 
my strength I'm never stranded, I'm not alone So on that on that uh, that same album and uh, what you were, uh, song you referred to earlier uh, is what did you say? Um, let's let, let's go ahead and just listen to that. You know we do a lot of talking, but let's mm -hmm. let's do a lot of listening here for a minute. What did you say, Denise Rosier? <laughs>
fond of lyrics that uh that leave a lot of room Mm. um um sometimes sometimes i think uh the poetry can get so obtuse that there's too much room but Mm -hmm. you you don't go there uh i think you really hit the balance right on this one um did you uh did you have to work at that with these lyrics do you recall the process gosh this song this this is such a great example of how when I worked on this everyday album, I was right in the middle of my life blowing up and meeting Christy. 
And so I had started writing every day. I mean, I'm started writing, what did you say? Because um, I was thinking about, and I don't remember what got me on this track, but I was thinking about Jesus and how he, even to this day, no matter how you hold Jesus, what you think of him or, or his legacy, we are still talking about him. And, uh, you know, he's known as this person who brought peace into the world and who could um, just touch a, a, a large group of people. There was no social media back then, but somehow he got through to so many people and he was life changing to so many people. And so I thought, gosh, you know, what did you say? Like exactly what, how did you get through to everyone with this heart of love and, um, you know, just this whole vibe of love and peace. And, um, so I started writing just basically on that. And then I thought, you know, that's not something that can just come from the, from the outside. I really need to know from the inside out, how do I put this love out there? How do I genuinely and authentically love people and connect with people and with no ulterior motive or, or anything? I just want to love them. And so at that same time, so I put, I couldn't really finish that song. Um, I put it aside and then I met Christy and meeting her was pivotal. I, I, had no intention of falling in love with her or meeting her or, um, or ever coming out. And, but there was just something magical when I met her and I, I thought, gosh, what in the world? All we did was we had coffee. What were those words that she said that changed the whole trajectory of my life? And, uh, and so, you know, she was also talking about, because she is a practitioner, a CSL practitioner, and um, she was talking about how before she became a practitioner, she actually wanted to go into the ministry, um, but didn't decided not to, because she figured she could take her ministry to work, and she could minister to people there, uh, not overtly, but just through examples, just through setting an example. Mm -hmm. And so I, when I wrote, you know, um, when I wrote, when I finished writing that song, part of it was like, gosh, Christy, what did you say? What did you say to, to open my heart when I had closed it up and I was falling apart? And, uh, and then I wrote it kind of from Christy's perspective of how she wants, she wants to bring this love of God out into the world when um, her day-to-day -day life at work just beats it all out of her. How does she maintain this love and still put it out there? How can she still minister from a heart of love, even in the corporate world? So it was all of those things that came together into that song. Wow. Because uh, you never say who you is, of course, in that. Mm -hmm. And and uh, it's obvious that it's someone you respect or revere. I think is a wise person, um, you know, and want to learn from. Um, 
So it's, uh, you know, the, the, it's so open that, that the listener can, can, they can plug in Jesus if they want, you mm -hmm. know, they can plug in their spiritual leader or their parent mm -hmm. or their significant other. Um, you know, so that's, that's, uh, you know, the, I had a, a, a similar thought one time, uh, on one, one, of, one of my songs, mm -hmm. uh, with a similar title, which is what can I say? Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the, the whole point of that song was just to ask that question, you know, how can, mm -hmm. how can, uh, what, what in the world can I say that's a value or that's a, you know, worth you even listening to? Mm -hmm. Um, so that was, uh, you know, th those, th they're sort of related in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a song that I don't, I don't really perform it very often, but that's another one where I, I personally like that song. I just, I, there's something about that. I think it's the chorus melody that I just really like singing. So, um, yeah, I don't know why I don't perform it more often, but it is just one of my personal favorites. Just another, this is, uh, moving a little, uh, to the left here, but, um, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you you mentioned singing in church choirs and such as mm -hmm. a uh, as a young person, mm -hmm. um, and you're a pretty decent guitar player, um, <laughs> you know, and a and a fantastic songwriter and singer. Um, you know, did did you ever play in any other kinds of ensembles or with other kinds of people? Yes, I did. Uh, you know, throughout my twenties. Um, I did do kind of the worship band thing, but I also had, you know, like so many people do in, in California for sure, because that's where I'm from. Um, I had a classic rock band and I loved singing heart and Linda Ronstadt and, you know, all of those. I, I so I had a classic rock and blues band. I did country for a while. Um, and I still even write those kinds of songs. Um, so I did, I did that pretty much through my twenties and had a good time, you know, good time with it. Right. It's all very informative. <laughs> so. Okay. We're going to move on to another album, Heart of Praise, volume one. I didn't see volume two out yet. So I'm wondering if you're working on that. I am working on volume two right now. In fact, I have a bunch of post-it notes up on my wall of the songs that are in contention for that album. Well, <laughs> volume one came out in 2019. And as we all know, mm -hmm. there was no 2020. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the the one I want to talk about, because the just the, the, first, the first two lines, just every time I, I got connected to that um uh I, and I, I it's been a, a, a few minutes since i listened to it but um i made of uh, the light uh that hung the stars at night and i'm always fascinated by rhyme schemes uh like stephen sondheim is one of my favorite mm, oh yes but but <laughs> light and night and i went you know it seems kind of like opposites but you know it worked perfectly so uh, tell me about all the lyrics and you know how you came to write I <laughs> well i am is heart of praise is 
is different because um, it's the first album where I decided it was going to be devoted specifically to new thought congregational praise songs. So, um, you know, I think that all of the new thought artists kind of have their, their space in this genre. Um, and there are a lot of um, affirmational songs or um you know, just a lot of different types of songs, but I particularly like um, praise music and that format. And I felt like it was really, there's really a place for it in New Thought. And again, it's just because I, my whole desire is to fill our, our catalog with songs that are specific for our philosophy. And um, because I feel like there's a lot of intention that goes into songwriting and, you know, um, because every, every writer, when they're writing a song, they're, they're, they have an emotion or something that they're trying to convey. And if you take a Christian song that was written for that community, um, you know, all of that energy and vibe and belief and and everything is imbued in that song behind those lyrics and behind that melody. Um, and so I wanted to do the same thing with new thought. It's written by somebody who truly believes this. And, um, you know, when you're singing it, all of that energy that's been poured into it, all of that intention that's been poured into it, you're dipping into and sharing. And so, I, so that was how um, Heart of Praise came. And then I, I created with it a tour that is this, that is Heart of Praise live and everybody gets together and we all sing the songs together and the band backs everybody up. And it's just kind of this event of, of singing praise music together, but it's new thought. And so when I wrote I Am, you know, I really had to put on this other hat of creating melodies that were easier to sing and lyrics that were easier to remember, not super rangy. Uh, all of that I had to take into consideration. And so it was a very interesting exercise for me uh, to not just go, okay, I want to go for a big note here. I, I, you can't, the average person can't do that. And so, so I am just uh, became one of those things. It was just kind of this um, this affirmation, but I didn't want to be too on the nose with it. And so, you know, I made of the light that hung the stars in the night, um, the vastness, I think, of that. And it just, for me, it brought to mind, I mean, I love just staring up at the stars and thinking mm -hmm. about you know, the vastness of the universe yeah. and how magical it is. And so all of that went into, hey, everybody, that's what we're made of. That's not just out there. We are part of that. You are actually made of that. Yep. Carl so. Sagan. We are made of star stuff. <laughs> of star stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's let's listen to I Am by Denise Rosier. the light that hung the stars in the night a perfect thought 
since time began I am I am I am one with the love that's holding on From the same album, uh, I, I I picked Spirit Move, hmm. um, and I'm going to do the same thing. Let's just listen to that first, okay. and, then, and then talk about it. Here's okay. 
Spirit Move from Heart of Praise, Volume Uno. <laughs> No holding back The power in this room right now Rising up as a force of love So high it can't come down Every soul is a soul on fire Burning bright with the light of life
So this is a get up and yeah. kind of thing. My goodness. You ch- and 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 you mentioned Bono earlier, and I think you're channeling you too here. Really- <laughs> Gosh, that would be great. <laughs> it is a great anthem. You know, this that could that could open or close any service. I think it could open or close any seminar. I could even see it over movie end titles, hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that it's it's that it's that wonderful, uplifting rocker, you know. Well, you do know, of course. You put it together. <laughs> um, and and uh, really nice production on this album. You know, I think I think your chops keep getting better in that regard. Although they were, you know, there's nothing wrong with any of it. But uh, strong playing, strong vocals, the mixing and the mastering. You know, uh, how much of that do you do? And you know, because I know you do a lot. But uh, mm-hmm. what do you get help with? Well, um, I cannot take any credit for how amazing those musicians are. Um, I work with um, some musicians in Nashville. And it, the thing is, technology has gotten so great. I, I remember when I did my very first album in 2001, uh, we had to rent out the studio for you know the weekend to work um, just to lay down a few tracks. And now I Skype with the studio guys over in Nashville and we work out the songs together. And um, then they send all the tracks back here to my, my studio, which is where I do the vocals. And then I send it back and they mix it. And we wow. just kind of go back and forth and back and forth with what tweaks I want to do or, or make. Um, and so, but the guys are just, you know, fantastic musicians out there and um, are really good at, taking the direction that I give them or, and I, I try to create demos or work tapes as close to what I want to hear as possible. And then I leave a little bit of room in there because, you know, Al, as you know, um, professional musicians, they, you guys know, um, how to how to play your instrument and you know what direction or what what would sound best in a particular spot because you know your instrument so well and so i um i try to say here's the idea that i want but you know there's also room for you to do your own thing because you are the expert at that thing and so i'm not going to try to tie your hands too much and i think that that works the best when working with um you know, with professional musicians. So it really is a collaborative process at that point. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's, that's the same as going into the, into the restaurant and instead of having in mind, uh, you know, what it is that you want, you ask Mm -hmm. the waitress, what's good today. Yeah. Right. And you're never disappointed. Yeah. And I'm not going to walk into the back of the kitchen and go, Hey, could you stir this this way instead, you know, or can you maybe not flip this steak until, you know, a few more minutes later, because that person has spent their whole lives learning that skill. Why am I going to tell you how to, how to do it better? Right. And depending on their personality, uh, they're either going to really try and then yeah. you have to be responsible for however it comes out. Yeah. Or they're going to flip you off and throw you down the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. I think that it's just, I think you get a lot more if everybody is just respectful of, you know, what they are, what their wheelhouse is. And to just honor that and go, hey, you're a great guitar player. I'm going to let you please play the guitar here, but play what you think would sound really great. 
it's so wonderful. So um, I think we're nearing the end here. Uh, so Denise, uh, if, uh, if you've gained some new fans, where can they keep up with you? Where can they get more information about you and your music and whatever's going on with you? Well, they can find me at my website, which is deniserosier.com. Um, but they can stream me everywhere. Um, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, you know, all the usual online streaming. They can find me there or buy my music there. And they could find me on Facebook. Sure. Well, we have one more question for you. What, and, and, and we know that this is like picking a favorite child if you have more than one, but what is your favorite song that you have done? I think it's, it's, be, it's between I know God and between us. Those two are my, those two are right up there. I think I, I really do love, I love, I know God. Just, it means a lot to me personally. But we didn't play between us, so I think that's that's how we should end the show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll do that. So uh, okay. Uh, thank you, Denise, for spending some time with us. It's really been wonderful. Yeah. Oh, it's been fantastic, and it's nice to meet you, Jeannie. Thank you, Denise. It's so wonderful to meet you. And I have a book I'm going to send you called "Why um, Karen Carpenter Matters," a friend of ours. In fact, um, Jimmy Dykes, a great pianist, mm -hmm. worked at Riverside CSL for many, many years. His daughter is a professor at UCLA, and she wrote it. And since you were saying that you love oh, Karen that Carpenter. that sounds Carpenter, fantastic. I will, I will get a copy of that and send Thank it you. Thank you. So I will love that. Thank you. Okay. And, and Al, you know, as always, thank you so much. I mean, we have actually you know, known each other in all of these different ways for seven years. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's cool to see what you're up to. You do the coolest gigs. Oh, well, thank you. So, <laughs> um, I, I love to see where you're going to be playing. What does your office look like that day? So, um, I really appreciate, you know, again, how much you do just to support, uh, new thought musicians. Yeah. Well, it's my pleasure. Some of the, I, th I think they're some of the best people that there are. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to end this broadcast. Thank All you. right. And. Love is alive in the space between us feel that love right now god speaks out in the words between us hear those words right now I